figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Licky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lindy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lindy. The whitefish is semen. Wheat Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Wheat Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got rat tat twilly. Bibleopoly clip. Everybody down! Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock! The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliff Book 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. Me. Me. You. My so called friends. The Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. And now here's the Corona Boy. Ah, uh, yes. My epic theme song plays me in. Maybe let's turn that down a little. Ah, hello, it's Johnny Boy, it's the birthday boy. Back for the first time in a couple of weeks. I figured I had taken a month off. I did two podcasts. And I, uh, I earned a week off. And I might take next week off. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna do what I can do whenever I can do it. That's as has been discussed on the podcast. 
in previous episodes. In previous eps. Uh, hello. Fader, there. Huh, what's going on? Um, how are you? Happy July. I don't know. July's dumb. July's... It's, uh, it's not my least favorite month, but it's it's up there. I have uh, I have some very good friends who have birthdays in July. That's a highlight of July. You you've got you got Double J a couple days ago. You've got uh, you've got Nader coming up in a few days. Uh, and that, that, that's it. That's it. Uh, I will say Fourth of July is uh, that's definitely one of my least favorite uh, holidays. As I as I detailed last year, if you go back to last year's Birthday Boy podcast on or around the Fourth of July. I was coming to you from the beach at that time, from Myrtle Beach. Wasn't, uh, yeah, we decided never again, not doing that, not doing the South Carolina Myrtle Beach thing, at least not on 4th of July ever again. Because uh, many, many, many reasons. My God, the traffic, my God, the people. The fireworks. Everybody's nuts about fireworks. Fire fireworks. You know how like you know how, like everything now is controversial. Like everything is uh, is either the best or the worst thing, and there's no nuance for anything anymore. And you just either like it has to be. It's all binary. It has to be 100 or zero. And there's no middle ground. There's no like. So instead of just uh, instead of just like people just you know shooting off their dopey fireworks until you know maybe nine. 9 p.m. Uh, you know, maybe maybe till 10 o'clock because it gets dark around nine. So I get it. Uh, you know, maybe around 10 10 p.m. Uh, maybe maybe even 11 on the weekends. Uh, then you then you then you knock it off for the rest of the night because it's like you know there's kids and there's there's dogs and animals who don't like the noise and and adults who don't like the noise too. And, uh, you know, there's all that, uh, you know, military service men and women who might have PTSD and they hear the explosions and, it, you know, they have to you know, sleep in the basement, like under pillows and stuff. I mean, it's awful. So you think like, hey, maybe maybe we just don't like launch the fireworks all night, uh, every night. Uh, but that can't happen. That can't happen. Just like, you know, you've got grown ass adults who are big fucking babies who can't put a piece of cloth over their face. Uh, you know, to go to to go to uh, whatever Caldor, you know, whatever the whatever the popular store is that people go, you know, Leechmere, uh, you know, or, or Jordan Marsh or Filene's, you know, the popular stores that people go to, uh, the Carl Company, that kind of thing. You can't you can't put your you can't put your mask on your face for, for ten minutes to go to the Carl Company to get a new uh, you know bed sheets or something. So why would anybody be expected to to launch fireworks? At a reasonable, uh, you know, a reasonable amount of fireworks until a reasonable hour of the evening, and then like, okay, done. Oh, hey, it's uh, it's three fifteen a.m. We launch new fireworks. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, luckily, I, I haven't had that issue, but there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it going on on the Civic Sounding Board. There, are, there are plenty, plenty of uh, plenty of details. Plenty of instances. Uh, there's one from this was back on June 27th, which I think, gosh, I don't, I think I did a podcast before then. That was probably around the last time I did a podcast. But there's this, there's this girl who uh, on the sounding board. Well, this is. Uh, does anyone know what is going on in Nashville right now? Right now at, and that's that's the name of the group. 
uh, and this this girl Rebecca has a neighbor who she who she refers to as Skinhead Charlie, who's just launching fireworks at all hours of the day. By the way, the people who do the daytime fireworks that's like a that's a special breed of idiot. You don't see that every day. Actually, you do see it every day. Uh, and you wonder what's why? Why are you doing that? You hear fireworks going off at like three in the afternoon. It's blazing hot, bright sunshine, and then you hear the fireworks. Like, oh, that that must look really nice against the backdrop of complete and total brightness. The most intense hours of the sun's rays must really uh, <laughs> must really contract those contrast those fireworks exploding in the air. The rockets, the rockets, red glare. The bombs bursting in air. So anyway, so this Rebecca, Skinhead Charlie, the fireworks get shot. Oh yeah, Skinhead Charlie. She's saying this to Skinhead Charlie, who's, I guess, her across-the-street neighbor. The fireworks get shot into the sky, not my driveway and roof. And then somebody says, good time to invest in a garden. Frank M. Chard. Good time to invest in a garden hose. Why? Because some fool can't shoot straight? No, not at all, bro. It's just it's going to happen a lot. You just got to kind of get used to it for a bit, bro. I don't do fireworks, bro, but I'm in the middle of it here with you two in my neighborhood, bro. Oh, I was just still kidding around. It's all good. I'm just chilling out, enjoying the night. Darn nice night, too. And then Frank M. Chard. Okay, I don't know what I did to upset you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Rebecca. Whoa, wait a minute. What? I was agreeing. It was a nice night. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and then Frank just goes, nice. Okay. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing the written word, how easily can be misconstrued. And uh, then somebody has a meme of Smokey, Smokey the Bear. Kids, don't play with fireworks. Let the adults who have been drinking all day set them off. Rebecca's uh, not trying to be a Karen, but yeah, that's the situation. I wouldn't give a rat's ass if you'd shoot them actually in the sky. The sideways shit has, has to go. One literally flew down my driveway. Like, how do you miss the sky? <laughs> that's a good question. I Man, I'll tell you, I remember in, uh, in Florida, that happened quite a bit. Fourth of July was really something to step outside and just walk around the neighborhood. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else on this sounding board thing? Not really. Skinhead Charlie. And then, of course, all these other... I had a few good ones saved. And uh, and there... Yeah, many of them have been deleted. I might have screenshots. I don't know. I, Florida, 4th of July. We had... We had two fourth, fourths of July in Florida, I think. Yeah, we had two. I don't, I don't remember the first one, but I remember uh, going outside with the oldest daughter. And, no, actually, both years. Both years. Uh, just walking... You know, walking up to the main street, walking up to Port St. Lucie Boulevard, and uh, excuse me, Gatlin Boulevard—that's the name of it—was Gatlin Boulevard, and uh, and just looking, you could look in every direction, any direction, kind of like that video that's gone viral. I think it's Los Angeles. Uh, it's an overhead. I don't know if it's a drone or from a plane, and you just see fireworks bursting into the sky all over the place. And that's what that's what it was like in Florida. It's actually kind of cool because we lived in this neighborhood that wasn't finished, so we just had like. A few houses, and then just grass and and road, <laughs> and, and so you could easily and nobody really lived there, so you could easily just walk out into the dark road, and there was nothing, there weren't even street lamps put up yet, and you could just walk out there, 
and you could stand in the road and just nobody's around and you just look it's 360 degrees looking any any and all directions and there's fireworks going up everywhere it was cool and i looked across there's a man-made uh, you know like a ravine and a little causeway that goes into a gated community next to us and uh and i could see a guy <laughs> a guy on his back porch launching fireworks and uh you know they've got one you know on the lanai and uh, he's he's got kind of an awning overhead, and I see the firework just shoot up into the into the awning into the ceiling, and then bounce down, and then go. Just fireworks shooting and popping all over the all over the porch, and I hear the oh god damn it! I see I see him. I see shadows of smaller people, so the children and they're all screaming, and there's just kids. Grandma and Grandpa, the kids, the parents all run <laughs> scramble. <laughs> There's nothing better. There's nothing better than watching knuckleheads launch fireworks and nearly kill their entire family. Uh, so many fireworks related accidents. But yeah, it's it's become like this uh, it's become fireworks have become like almost like a weapon uh, this year of like, you're make me wear a mask and then gonna take away my liberties and gonna shoot fireworks everywhere. Like places that never have, yeah, like Los Angeles and like I don't know Boston and New York City, like places where it's it's illegal to have, to shoot fireworks and have fireworks, and you've got people like you know my liberties and comes my fireworks, and uh, you know it's ridiculous. <clears throat> but one of the cool things about the 4th of July, last week anyways, was the fact that since everything's canceled, um, or they had, I, Boston had like a virtual, I, I don't really even know what they, I didn't watch it. Um, I guess New York had their Macy's fireworks display, um, which, that's cool. But Boston, Boston did not have... Uh, the usual, you know, like all cities, they didn't have the usual, you know, you're not going to have large crowds gathering, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people swarming these cities to just stand, you know, an inch from each other and watch fireworks. So uh, the oldest and I went in, we went into town at like 6 7 o'clock at night last Saturday on the 4th of July. I'm like, hey, you want to go ride your bike around Boston? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, uh, so we headed in. God, there was... I mean, it was, yeah, tumbleweeds. It was tumbleweeds. Fourth of July, seven o'clock at night on, on 4th of July. And I pulled up to a to a, a choice parking spot right in the back bay. Uh, I just, I mean, just, and there were plenty to choose from. I just pulled right in. It was, it was unbelievable. It was like it was, uh, yeah, it was like, it was like 5 a.m. On a, on a Monday. So that was fantastic. Got the bike out of the trunk. And, uh, yeah, and the kiddo just rode her bike. Up and down the streets, uh, you know, kept a reasonable distance to at least be able to most of the time see where she was. She knows she knows what the hell a cross, you know, she knows colors. So that's really what you need to know to know how to how a crosswalk works and how to turn your head to the left and the right to see there's no cars coming, which there's nobody there, so there are no cars coming. And uh, yeah, we went around the back bay a little bit, little Beacon Hill, little Charles River waterfront, the Esplanade. Uh, which was pretty crowded, I mean, relative to the rest of the town. Um, but, you know, everybody had their masks on. Everybody's really, you know, we went and sat in the usual spot, just right on the water. And everybody was, like, it was almost like they had a measuring stick. Everyone was, like, exactly six feet apart. It was unbelievable. And people wouldn't sit. You know, normally there's a space 
six feet apart is a you know it's a reasonable amount of space and somebody would come in and, and you know sit in the in between that but on this day in this time during this pandemic yeah people people would actually wait and then somebody would get up and leave their spot and move along and then a person would go and, and get that spot and it was kind of nice I felt very uh, very it was very reassuring I feel very safe everybody's wearing masks you know they're out running jogging riding bikes doing the usual shit sitting by the river sitting by that dirty water. And, uh, and, you know, they're all masked up and they're socially distanced and, uh, and the whole thing. So, yeah, we just, we hung out around there, took a stroll across the uh, Longfellow Bridge into Cambridge. Beautiful view. Just great. It was just great. God damn, it was nice. And it wasn't super, it wasn't humid. It was just like, I don't know, it was like 70 degrees by the time we were there. And it was comfortable. It's awesome. Drive home, saw a bunch of fireworks just randomly popping off. You know, oh, look to the left. There's some, hey, there's one. There's oh, behind that building. Oh, behind those trees. Hey, it was great. It was nice. It was real nice. So there we go. So now I can say, hey, I've hung out in Boston on the 4th of July because there's no chance in hell you cannot pay me to go into that or any other major city that has a major fireworks display on the 4th of July. Boston, New York, D.C., uh, no, never. I mean, at least at least in Myrtle Beach, even though the fireworks go nonstop right, in, right outside, literally outside the window, uh, and it's so loud and it's so crazy, but it's 4th of July, so, you know, you can hang out on the balcony. We hang out on the balcony. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to leave, fight traffic, fight crowds, and you have the best seat in the house to look up and down the strand and, uh, and see fireworks everywhere. Uh, however, we were we were not going to Myrtle Beach at that time this year. Anyways, the original plan was for the first week of August. That ain't happening. Uh, because South Carolina is number three on the list of, <laughs> of places on the entire planet that have, like, ridiculously high spikes in COVID. I think, like, uh, I, I don't even remember... It was like South Carolina was like number three. World's worst outbreaks. Places with the most new coronavirus cases per million residents last seven days. So they treated they treated U.S. states as countries, basically, and compared them to against against other nations of the world. Uh, worst ones, Arizona, Florida's two, South Carolina three, Bahrain, Louisiana, Qatar, Oman... Alabama, Nevada, Mississippi, Texas, Georgia, Panama, Tennessee, Kazakhstan. Ah, very nice. I like. How can you? Come on. It's 2000. It's always 2006 in the in the mind of the birthday boy. My wife. As I'm at the Begatov. Anyway, uh, California, Arkansas, Armenia, Idaho, Kuwait, Brazil, Utah, Chile, South Africa, and North Carolina. That's the top list. From the uh, fake New York Times of the worst, what, outbreaks, most new coronavirus, world's worst outbreaks, most new coronavirus cases per, per million residents. So, uh, you know, we told the kids back in March, like, hey, uh, August is quite a long ways off, but it's not really a long ways off at all. Just because there's snow on the ground now, believe me, it's going to be... It's going to be a million degrees. It's going to be summer. It's going to be August before you know it. So we need to assume that we are not going anywhere. Certainly not down all the way to South Carolina, making multiple stops at rest stations and bathrooms and restaurants and hotels and gas stations. 
all these other places for you know hours and hours of driving to get there i said if it's anything like now it ain't happening if it's worse than now it definitely ain't happening if it's better than now it still might not happen and uh and yeah it's worse it's worse than it was in march so we told him back then get you know prepare to not go anywhere and if this whole thing ends up being the hoax that i'm sure it isn't uh, then great we'll enjoy our nice vacation in the south and if not at least you saw it coming so here we are August is just a few weeks away, right? It's uh, one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, three weeks three weeks from today, we'd be uh, probably arriving right about now. Uh, but that ain't happening. We're not going. So, and that's fine. It's it's just no, no fucking way to, to stop at all those places along the way and then get to a place that's number three in the entire... <laughs> on the entire planet. <laughs> against all these other countries all these other states uh yeah no we're good we're good not going to arizona not going to florida i mean not going to those places no matter what so you know that's enough uh but yeah south carolina just ain't happening this year uh and that's fine with me live to live to have uh more vacations next year and the following years as opposed to go on this one and then drop dead from you know i don't want to actually be the corona boy despite my <laughs> Despite my self-titled moniker here on the podcast, I am an, I do not want to be the Corona boy. I'm sure we're all going to be at some point, but I want that time to be like when uh, you know it's the same as you know getting the sniffles, right? So, anyways, enough about that. Enough about that. So that's Fourth of July vacation's not happening. That's fine. What else? What else is happening? Uh, you know, speaking of Boston, I was talking. I've told some stories. I've told some stories in the past here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, and this is episode 54, by the way. And thank you for joining episode 54 of the Birthday Boy podcast. It's now 22 minutes into the podcast, and I'm uh, I'm officially welcoming you to the podcast. Uh, so thanks for joining. Uh, I got a little golf on one TV. I've got the Harry Potter marathon on another TV. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a great little Saturday. It's it's insanely humid outside uh there's there's rumors circulating that we might actually go into boston for another bike ride later this evening maybe go in a different direction maybe ride around uh maybe kenmore square maybe uh maybe even out by yeah you know right around by fenway i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen it may just but it may just be one of those nights that we don't do a goddamn thing and that's fine with me too uh but in any event speaking of boston uh, so you got, uh, so I came up here in 2015. I had spent the previous three years living in Charlotte, North Carolina, living and working in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's also interesting, by the way, uh, that last year, uh, Kemba Walker from the Charlotte Hornets, uh, relocated took from Charlotte, uh, took a job in Boston with the Celtics, of course, and, uh, relocated. And now, uh, and now another uh, another one of uh, of Charlotte's uh, major attractions, Cam Newton, has officially he is officially a New England Patriot. Now that Tom Brady has gone to Tampa Bay, TB12 has moved to TB, and Cam Newton is now a New England. Pa- so now, so let's just recap: 2015, little Johnny Hopkins takes a job in Boston and moves from Charlotte up here. 2019, I think. Uh, Kemba Walker takes a job in Boston, moves from Charlotte. And 2020, Cam Newton takes a job in Boston, 
Foxborough, Boston area, whatever you want to call it. It moves up here from Charlotte. So I am I, much like when uh, much like when I took my talents to Port St. Lucie in South Florida and Stewart, Florida, in 2010, and then uh, like weeks later, LeBron James made his announcement that he was doing the same thing. Uh, what can I say? I'm a trendsetter amongst uh, <laughs> amongst the professional athletes. I moved to Florida. LeBron moves to Florida. I leave Charlotte and move up to uh, to take a job in Boston and live in the greater Boston area. I mean, the southern New Hampshire part of the greater Boston area, but it's still commutable distance. It's still the Boston area. Uh, and then and then Kemba Walker and then Cam Newton follows. So, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, what if I moved from here to, like, uh, Los Angeles, I wonder who... I wonder who would follow. Well, I guess if I moved to, I mean, I guess Mookie Betts just left Boston and went to Los Angeles. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that's already happened. In any event, this is going to be very interesting. Cam Newton, <laughs> the quarterback of the New England Patriots. And by the way, it's not it's uh, it's not Stidham. He's not the quarterback. If anybody was wondering, the hype video that they made for Cam Newton this week, uh, that dude's the quarterback, which is very strange. Because I've spent a very long time not liking Cam Newton at all, and now he's the quarterback of the Patriots. It's a, it's a, it's very conflicting. I feel very conflicted. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I lived in Charlotte when Cam Newton was, uh, you know, he was, he was the Panther. He was the quarterback, Superman, doing all that crap, all the, all the, you know, the, uh, the dab and the Superman thing and. You know, smiling and laughing, having a great time when everything's going well, and then having a little uh, pity party, little pouty cam on the sidelines when things weren't. I mean, I try, man, I did everything to like that guy too. I, I even with the company that I worked for at the time, we had exclusive access. It was a first come, first serve to get, see this guy, this guy, this sports guy named Graham Bessinger. Uh, who does, I, I don't even know if he's still around. I hadn't heard of him until then. I haven't really seen anything of him since. I don't know, but he, he does these long-form, one-on-one interviews with a different, it's usually an athlete, usually a, a pro uh, sports guy or girl. Uh, and uh, through my company, we had exclusive access, first come, first serve, send, go to this link or send the email back or whatever and reserve your, your spot. And I was one of the ones and got to go down and, and see a, a taping of this show with Cam Newton as the, he was the guest. And I, cause back then I was like, I just, I want to like this guy. I don't like him, but I want to like him and I can't stand him. So maybe if I go see him, like get kind of personal in this interview and he'll be kind of affable and, you know, he's just kind of, a, you know, be laid back guy. And he, it was a good interview. It was, you know, it was nice, but I still, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something, uh, you know, he's, he's okay. But I just, uh, yeah, just just one of those things. Like, just couldn't stand the guy. I, I tried. I tried very hard to to really like the guy. Even uh, when they did that Amazon, uh, what's the, it's all or nothing. And last year was the you know it was it was the Cardinals one year. It was the Cowboys one year. It was the Rams, uh, the year that they moved to L.A. and Jeff Fisher got fired at the end of the season. And then uh, and then last year's was uh, the 2000 I guess 18 Carolina Panthers was really was the last full year that that team had. That was the team as it had been known as it had been known for the previous seven or eight seasons with Cam Newton, with Ron Rivera, with 
Greg Olson with yeah, I played clips on the sh- on the on the podcast of Greg Olson was you know being an asshole to his kids, coaching the flag football and all that shit, and uh, Luke Keek, you know all those guys, all those guys, and they're all gone, they're all gone, they're all done, on to other places, and uh, uh, so 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 2018 was really the last year that that team was kind of the way it had been for several years prior to that, and they did the, the you know the the show did that season, the NFL Films, All or Nothing. And I watched that one, and I enjoyed every episode. But I just, man, I still just like God. He's just such a he's he's just an annoying child, this Newton fella, and uh, and I couldn't stand him, and I couldn't stand that Greg Olson. <laughs> I couldn't stand. And by the way, I can't stand Rob Gronkowski. I but you know what? When he's uh, when he's catching footballs, <laughs> and those and those footballs uh, in his hands end up in the end zone in some way, shape, or form, then like yeah, all right. I'll, uh, I'm I'm good with the big doofus. If he's doing the things that uh, if he's doing the things that need to get done to get the things done that need to be done to do the things that uh, the things need to do, uh, so so whatever. So Cam Newton, if he's like if he's ready to settle in and get serious and be a patriot and uh, uh, you know his boy oh boy, that's about as that's about as 180 degrees from Tom Brady as you can get with this dude in every possible way. Uh, personality-wise, playing-wise, just everything. It's just so different, so it'll be really interesting to see. But fuck it. All right, go Cam Newton. I can't can't believe I'm saying, I can't believe here I am rooting for Cam Newton. And here is uh, my mother-in-law, who's a Panthers fan and loves, loves Cam Newton. And I texted her and I said, who would have thunk... Of all the of all the batshit crazy things that have happened this year in this on this planet of ours that are you would never have predicted happening, who would have ever thought that uh, I'm going to be rooting for Cam Newton and you're going to be rooting for the Patriots by the time 2020 is over, and it's crazy. And she even said that she's like, I guess I might be rooting for the Patriots now, which is even more it's more more far fetched than me rooting for Cam Newton. It's my mother-in-law rooting for the Patriots. Holy shit! But uh, hey, this it's it's a, it's a lot of attention. It's a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, he's a different personality, different style. Hey, I don't care if you win football games. If there even are those things in the fall, which uh, we'll see. Uh, if you win football games, fantastic. Then then welcome to New England, Cam Newton. It's also strange he has a brother named Kalen. Like, my kids, my daughters are Cameron and Kalen. And he's Cameron and his, I mean, like, I hope I hope people, now that he's in New England, you know, it's it's not something that a lot of New England people probably know, but it's a pretty well-known thing uh, down there in Charlotte or anybody who follows football and knows, you know, knows the brothers Newton. Uh, I, I hope nobody's uh, thinking like, oh, wow, you're, so, you know. Like around Boston, around New England, New Hampshire, I mean, all over the place. You know, you know how many, you know how many little boys there are. Uh, geez, some of them are probably 18, 19 at this point, twenty years old. You know how many kids there are named Brady? Do you know how many dogs there are named Brady? Do you know how many like things have been named Brady over the last 19, 20 years in this place? So I hope nobody thinks like, oh wow, you're such a huge. <laughs> You're such a huge Cam Newton fan. You named your kids after the after the Newton brothers. That's really wow. That's crazy. Uh, no, that did not happen. But anyways, yeah. So here's, goddamn. Here's here's Cam Newton. He's coming. He, he's not coming. He's here. He is. 
he's here. He's in New England. He's a he's a New England patriot. It's fucking bizarro world. Oh man. Oh, I wanted to mention uh, Independence Day last week. We watched the uh, before before going out into Boston. The whole family sat down and watched uh, the the classic 1996 uh, major summer blockbuster motion picture Independence Day which is a movie that for me has not aged well at all. It used to be one of my absolute favorite. I loved that movie. I loved it in the theater. I, I had it on video. I had it on DVD. I did a, like a 40 page college paper on independence day, uh, in some film class. I don't even remember what the class was. I spent my whole Thanksgiving weekend watching this stupid movie over and over again and writing. I think that's what officially did it. Like, okay, I wrote this paper and then I'm like, I'm never watching this movie again. But once in a while, on 4th of July, we watch the movie. And you know how at the beginning, I think like the first line in the movie is when the guy's in the little whatever satellite control room and he hears the sound. He hears the, the weird sound and he's like, it's aliens. And he calls the, the guy who was in the mummy movies and the guy wakes up and he's he goes, if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. I think I would like. I wish they had done th- that line in that movie. Anytime anybody answered a phone, like when when Jeff Goldblum is calling his ex-wife at the White House, and she picks up, I, I, she should have said, "If this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up." And then when the when Bill Pullman's wife uh, calls from like she's in a conference in L.A. and she calls him when he's you know lying in bed with his daughter. Uh, which might be something that happens in today's White House. We just don't know about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, when Bill Pullman's in bed and he picks up, and it would have been great if he picked up the phone and said, if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. And that should have been how, you know, even if they're like radioing, like when they're when they're in the fighter jets and they finally are just like taking down the, the mothership and all that stuff and they've broken through the shields and you know, Goldblum and Will Smith uploaded the virus, which is great, by the way, that they just, with no spacesuits or anything, they just buckle, like the alien craft has like nice seatbelts in it. Which, okay, they've had that at Area 51 for, like, years and years and years. So maybe they just, you know, they, they, they installed human seat belts. Maybe they reconfigured the, the seats so it would fit those guys. But, like, no spacesuits or anything. Just fly the ship, fly the little thing up to the alien ship and uh, and plant the virus. And then, like, Goldblum just kind of, like, what is he? He, like, logs into their Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, he uses his VPN to get on their remote server. And then it's, it literally says, uploading virus. <laughs> Uploading <laughs> virus upload fifty percent complete. Uh, anyways, while they were you know while Bill Pullman and you know and Russell Case are taking down the alien ships and all that stuff, you know as they're as they're radioing you know as they're talking to each other on the other fighter jets, it would have just been great every time of like, hey, doesn't anybody have any missiles? And then somebody picks up their intercom and says, if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. It should have just been a it should have been repeated throughout the movie. That's what I would have done differently. That's what I personally would have done differently. Okay. Anyways, uh, so that was just a just a little aside from from Fourth of July. If this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging out. Sir. <laughs> 
that's how that's how every every phone call should have been answered in that movie. And if I ever, if the time comes where I'm actually making movies, it's it's not going to happen. But uh, every every phone call that's answered is going to be if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. Oh, sir, you might want to listen to this. Oh my God, that's definitely alien sounds. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, so. What I was going to say earlier, I was going to talk about uh, when I did move up to Boston in 2015, took a job. I've never talked about some of the some of the crazy characters at that workplace. And uh, I was I was texting with my very good friend Delisa the other night, or as our boss called her, Delisa, with his uh, with his thick Boston accent. I guess technically his Wenham accent. Hey, Delisa, Delisa. Um, so Delisa and I were texting the other day and God, we had some characters at that place at, uh, at that office. We had a, we had one, you know, I mentioned at Seacoast, we had a guy named Turkey Hands because he was some convict on the, on the prison release program who was, you know, working probably for, for peanuts in the cafe in Barbara's Bistro serving, you know, just coming out with two bare handfuls of turkey to slap down on Jay's sandwich. Uh, we had someone in Boston, we had someone called Ice Hands because on multiple occasions we'd be in the little break room area with the fridge and the sink and all that stuff, and she would just come in with her big gulp, and she, she would just pull the, you know, it was one of those pull drawer freezers on the bottom. She'd pull that fucker open. She'd just take her big bear paw and just, just stick it right in the right in the ice tray grab as much ice as she could get, throw it into her little disgusting big gulp cup, and then she'd reach down for more, pull it up, throw it throw it back in the cup, and throw more ice in the cup, and uh, it was absolutely disgusting. I, I, you know, not that I would ever have taken ice from that freezer, but I definitely wasn't taking ice after that. And then one day, uh, Delisa saw her in the kitchen sink. She was cleaning her shoes. In the break room kitchen sink, uh, the break room sink, I don't know if she had, like, gum on her shoes, but she was in the sink, and she was just rinsing off her shoes, and, uh, you know, so that's nice. In the sink that's labeled, please don't use this sink for anything other than washing your hands. Uh, you know, shoes would definitely not be included as part of your hands, so anyone with a brain would say, oh, I guess I better not wash my shoes in this public sink where people wash their hands and, you know, rinse out their, you know, rinse out your coffee cup. That's what those sinks are for. It's like, it's not like, you know, there's no garbage disposal. It's not like, you know, dump the rest of your Cheerios into the, into the sink. It's like, okay, if you have a little, you know, rinse, rinse out your coffee mug or, you know, something like that. If there's a little bit of something you rinse. Oh, clean your shoes too. Definitely use this uh, this wash basin uh, to clean your filthy, disgusting sneakers with uh, with gum and you know whatever else you have on it. So yeah, that was Ice Hands. We had a guy named Motex. Uh, his last name because his his initials were M O, and uh, and he was just a swirling vortex of bullshit. If you got wrapped up into this guy, he would talk about things. He's uh, that's the problem with the open. Uh, you know, the open concept, uh, the old cube cubicle days, you had these high walls 
and you were kind of insulated from everybody else. You could concentrate a little bit better on your work. You could have a phone call, a meeting, and not really distract everyone else as as badly. And now everything's just open air, open concept, and you can just, oh, hey, be nice if that changed, you know, with the whole COVID thing, you know, walls back up, please. Oh, that would make my day to see if to see the cubicle, to see the, the seven-foot-tall cubicle walls <laughs> return would just be lovely. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so he would just start talking. I mean, I don't know. I never saw him actually do any work, but he would just, just bullshit, bullshit. One ridiculous theory after another. And then one time I just, I was so tired of the nonsense he was talking about that I just interjected his story and I said, you know, it'd be nice if, uh, if we normalized cannibalism. And he he goes, what? I said, yeah, you know, I mean, I know it's illegal and it's, you know, you're not really supposed to eat people, but like, what if... What if it turns out that humans are absolutely delicious? What if it's just succulent and juicy and it's like, you know, take the best barbecue spare rib you could imagine ever having in your life and, you know, times a million and that's what people ribs taste like. Can you imagine how nice that would be? And I'm not saying we go and we kill people or we breed them to for eating, but maybe, you know, uh, if there's like a healthy person who just, you know, dies of, you know, maybe just some healthy... 20-something-year-old kid, you know, there's these freak things where they have a heart attack or something, you know, would it be so bad if we ate him? And uh, and I was just going on because I was just so tired of his his vortex of nonsense. And again, his his initials were M-O, so we, we combined M-O with vortex, and we just called him Motex, and, you know, people would just, people would just get sucked, it really was, it was like a, like a funnel cloud. And people would get sucked into his vortex, into his motex of just nonsense. And then one time I decided to join in and I was just, uh, you know, I was just uh, 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 touting the, <laughs> the potential benefits of cannibalism. And uh, he stared at me like, you know, like only a motex would. And I thought, oh, I guess I guess this brand of crazy isn't welcome in your in your crazy town. Uh, but but I just said, you know, I think I think we should really think about it. We should really strongly consider, uh, you know, making cannibalism kind of a thing. You know, maybe we just dip our toes into that water, <laughs> if you will. Uh, maybe dip some dip our toes into some uh, barbecue sauce too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he thought that was insane, and uh, and yeah, and I never I never got motexed again after that. So that was nice. But yeah, that was the Motex. He would just, I can't remember any of the topics. I'm sure I should text Deleaser and see if she remembers any of his Motex isms because he would just, he would just get going on things. And then he would ask, you know, there's a, there was a very big population of, of Asian employees at that place. And he, and one girl was new sitting next to him and he, oh, he was just saying the most stereotypical racist things, but he thought he was doing it. He was doing it in a way where he was trying to hit on her. Yeah, but it was just me being a complete racist jackass, and uh, and it was extraordinary. And 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 she, uh, you know, we were kind of sitting there like, hey, one of us should like step in, and then she just she just unleashed on him, and it was beautiful, and it was brilliant, and she really just kind of said like, you sound like an idiot. Have you ever even met a Chinese girl before? Because I don't know what you're talking about, but you sound like a moron. And then that shut him up too, but only temporary. That's the thing about the Motex. It's only. You know, just like a, just like any other funnel clouds, they're only temporarily. You know, the the danger is past, but only for a moment. It'll be back. There'll be, you know, Kansas hasn't seen its last tornado, and this world has never seen its last Motex. And there was a guy who just called Kramer. 
uh, because he had the he had the same hair. He kind of wore the goof, you know, the the, the shirts, kind of uh, the, the button-down shirts, short sleeve, kind of untucked, and uh, he was jittery like Kramer. He would just kind of pop up out of nowhere and just start talking about whatever, and his hair is bouncing all over the place. Uh, then there was uh, then there was a guy we called Yabba because he he would get so he sat far enough away that we couldn't tell what exactly he was saying. Uh, but he would get so passionate about the things that he was saying, and he would get so angry, and it just sounded like from a distance it was like, <laughs> so we called him Yabba because it just sounded like he was just he was just saying Yabba Dabba, Yabba Dabba, Yabba Dabba, and uh, and he uh, and this guy I couldn't fucking stand this guy because I would I would leave for the night I I, I usually I was in the office around six thirty in the morning. Uh, because the traffic's so bad, and I would get up at like four, four fifteen, and want to cry every time the alarm went off. <laughs> and then I would get in the shower, and you know it was pitch black, and I would just you know get my lazy ass into the uh, into the office. I get there at six thirty, which meant you know I would leave, I would leave around three thirty, four o'clock, uh, to try and beat the traffic home as much as possible. Well, Yabba was usually there until like just whenever. Six, seven, eight o'clock at night, and sometimes I was there at six, seven. And sometimes from six in the morning until nine or ten at night. Sometimes that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Uh, but if I left first, uh, Yabba would come and he would take my chair, and he would mess with the settings, and then my chair would be off. It would be like way too low. It would be way too high. It would be like the armrests would be uneven. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then uh, Delisa would tell me, like, oh, Yabba was sitting in your chair last night. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Yabba, that son of a bitch Yabba. Uh, I'm writing a note. Can't forget this. Uh, so what happened is I would leave. He would take my chair because he would pull it up to somebody else. He would he would have guests stop by his desk to, to go over, you know, quant things that they were doing. All these, all these quant analysts, you know, all these brilliant guys, PhDs and stuff. And, and, and Yabba, you know, was not an idiot by any means. He was just an asshole. Cause he always take my chair and then he would return it. He would either return uh, my chair with the settings off, or he would return a different chair because the first time I came in and I'm like, what the hell? My settings are all off. Is this even my chair? Oh, Yabba took your chair. Okay, and then I'd go get Yabba's chair, and his chair, the settings weren't anything like my chair, so I'd have to, you know, I'd have to fix the chair back. So what I would do is I would come in at 6.30 in the morning, I would see that Yabba had taken my chair, the settings were off, I would then take his chair, and I would, like, wheel it, uh, you know, I would wheel it into another room, like another wing on the other <laughs> on the other side of the hallway, or I would, like, wheel it into the break room, or I would wheel it up by a window somewhere, or, like... I'm, I never did this, but I, I would really, I had half a mind to wheel it out and just put it on an elevator, just a random elevator. There were like six elevators and, uh, just on the one, just on our side of the building. And, uh, I thought I'll just, I'll just wheel Yabba's chair in the elevator and then, then see, see. So then I would leave, I would leave at the end of the day and I would put like, I would take my phone. I would take, uh, like books that I had. I would take my keyboard. I would take stuff just stuff that I had and I would put it on top of my chair to, I remember I took an umbrella. I opened up an umbrella inside and I put it on my chair so that the umbrella was just covering the chair still came in the next day and my fucking chair was gone. So, 
Uh, so yeah, so then I would just take Yaba's chair and you know put it on the other side of the the other side of the city, the other side of the building, and then he moved. I think actually I think Yaba moved to Charlotte. I heard that Yaba relocated to Charlotte. I'm not sure if that's if that's accurate or not. Uh, then there was a guy uh, named Howard, and I called him Hot Buns because I would get up and I would like. Uh, it just never failed. Like invariably I would get up to go to the bathroom or I would go get lunch or do something. I would get up or go to a meeting and then I would come back and, uh, and hot buns, uh, hot buns, Howard would be in my chair and I called him hot buns. Cause then I would come back and be like, Hey man, can I, uh, I gotta sit in my chair here. He'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he'd get up and he'd give me my chair. I'm like, no worries. No worries. And because uh, he'd be talking to one of my colleagues and uh, he would get up and finish his conversation and leave. And as soon as I sat down, it's like, you know, it's just one of those things. You sit down in a chair that somebody just got out of and the, the cushions like 900 degrees because their hot buns were just sitting there. So so Delisa and I used to call him hot buns. And then every time I would get up, I'd come back and I'd be like, oh, man. And like I would look at Delisa and just mouth like, oh, man, hot buns. And she would start laughing uncontrollably. And then I would sit down and be like, yep, hot buns indeed. So we called him, and then I would, and then I made this little song, and I would that I would sing to Delisa, and I would say, "Hot, hot, hot, buns, 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 hot, hot, buns, 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 hot buns, hot buns." I don't know, I don't know. So yeah, so I had I had I had hot buns to deal with, I had Yabba to deal with, I had the Motex, I had Kramer, we had Ice Hands, we had Creepy Eyes. He was a guy. He wasn't on our our team at all. He just there happened to be some some open real estate in front of my desk, so he got stuck there. There was an empty desk in front of mine, and uh, and so they stuck uh, they stuck creepy eyes. I st- I have no idea what his name was. I probably did at the time, but I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I'd have to ask Delisa what hot bun uh, not hot bun what creepy eyes name is because I can't I can't remember his name at all. But this guy was he was fucking creepy. He had like he had the same hair. As uh, you know, that guy, uh, you know, Frendo. What's the uh, Bar- uh, Javier Bardem from? Uh, it's no Country from Old Men. Like that kind of that kind of weird hair. Looks like a '70s haircut. It's just like this big kind of hair. And uh, he was a tall dude. You know, solid. I don't even know, six five, <laughs> something like that. He was very tall. And he, Eddie G, talked like this. And he was an asshole. He would just like, and and the person he reported to is somebody that I had a lot of respect for and thought was a really like cool person. We talked every morning. She was an early bird too, and we'd talk about all kinds of stuff and you know, real just real hardworking, nice, smart, just a great person. And uh, and unfortunately, she had creepy eyes on her team. And creepy eyes would just get up. He'd get up in the middle of the afternoon and he'd leave. And he went. He left for a walk one time, and she came over and she's like, "Have you seen?" Creepy eyes. She of course didn't call him creepy eyes, but I can't remember his name. So she's like, "Have you seen Sean? I want to say Sean. I don't know." But she comes over. Let's just say, you know, when I say creepy eyes, she came over and she said, "Have you seen creepy eyes?" And uh, and of course she called him by his first name, not creepy eyes. I said, "I don't know. I it's it's been like an hour or two since I've seen him." And she's like, "Huh? Well, I, well that's weird." And uh, it turns out, and then he comes back. Comes back like an hour later. He's been gone. She's looking for him. She's got a meeting with the guy. He's got like shit that he needs to do. She's been doing like his his PowerPoint presentation for him because he's gone. He's he's MIA. And so creepy eyes comes comes waltzing back in. 
you know, an hour later. And, uh, and I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, uh, you know, so I won't mention names. Uh, your, your manager has been looking for you. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to fucking yell at me. I'm just, she's been over here like 10 times asking, and I don't know what you know, and I don't know what you don't know, except I know that you obviously have no idea about how uh, workplaces are, and you can't just leave for three hours, but okay. And he's like, I got lost. I'm like, you got lost in Boston? Like, uh, first of all, okay, I get it. I get that you, you could get lost if you're new to the, new to any place, you're going to get lost, but like. You have a phone. Your phone has a GPS. Do you not know the address of the place you work? Do you not know the address? Can you? I mean, honestly, if, even if you get lost, like this is a pretty tall fucking building. You can just look up, and then you, there, there you go. Oh, there's the building. Anytime in my first few days, in my first few weeks in Boston, I would walk around too, but I would always be back within like I don't know, 10, 20 minutes because like, oh yeah, I just look up. Maybe as a general rule, you don't wander, uh, you know, seven miles from the building. Maybe you walk around the general, you know, within a couple blocks, and then if you don't know where you are, look up. Hey, there's the building. I'll walk in that direction. Great. Hey, hey, uh, hey, creepy eyes, whatever your actual name is. Hey, creepy eyes, uh, your manager's been looking for you for like two hours. I know. All right, dude, don't. And I fucking let him. Ha- I'm like, dude. I'm like, you don't need to fucking snap at me. I'm not your manager. I'm not. I'm not here to yell at you. I'm just telling you what I know. She's looking for you. You better check in with her right now. I know. I got, I went for a walk and I got lost. Okay. And I'm like, wow, this is, uh, <laughs> this is, this is leadership material here. This guy can't go for, can't go out for lunch without getting lost. <laughs> Wandering back three hours later, drenched in sweat. Uh, and we called him creepy eyes because that's literally what he, you know, uh, we would joke that he had like one eye that would just kind of wander and scan the room. And then his other eye was just staring at you fixated watching your every move as he's scanning the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the floor. And, uh, you know, Delisa had one time where she, she just was like, she was head down doing some work and she felt a presence. And then she just looked up. She literally just tilted, tipped her head back and there was creepy eyes just staring down at her and he asked i don't know what his question was he was asking something uh and and then this guy this creepy eyes he wouldn't do anything he would be asked to do something and then he would actually tell his manager that this is like uh it's beneath him like putting together a powerpoint is beneath him this is like you know, he's too important to be making PowerPoints. Like, motherfucker, I'm still... Everybody's making PowerPoints. We all have to make PowerPoints. There's no... This isn't like the 60s. Uh, have my girl make a PowerPoint. And then uh, have her order uh, 60 oysters from the Oyster Bar and some uh, some Jack Daniels for the afternoon, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what planet you're living on, Creepy Eyes, but we, we make our own PowerPoints around here <laughs> these days. Uh, so he, he refused to basically do his job. He walked, he wandered around and got lost routinely. He would wander back and then he would get mad at his boss for wondering where he was. I was walking. Okay. I got lost. Jeez. Uh, and then when he wasn't doing any of that, he would turn on his phone and he would just sit at his desk and watch Netflix on his phone. And Delisa and I would look at each other like, well, this guy's not going to be around much longer, so I guess we shouldn't get too worked up over what a fucking jackass he is. And sure enough, he was, uh, you know, they showed him the door. 
not not long. He was a short timer. Let's just say creepy eyes. Creepy eyes just wasn't cut out for that uh, for that line of work. And by that line of work, I mean interaction with other humans and any just general requests to do something other than sit on your ass and watch Netflix. He's not cut out for anything beyond that. Is that every... Oh, and then... So then, uh, on my first day at this particular job, uh, there was uh, the president of the company who's since retired. 2015, I mean, you know, there wasn't a lot of fax machine activity happening then. There certainly isn't any happening now. I have no... I don't have any need for a fax machine. I probably never will again. I can't imagine. Uh, you know, everything, you just scan it and you blah, blah, blah. Uh, we had that that functionality and those capabilities, but I didn't yet have my, uh, my desktop computer connected to the printer so that I could scan something to my computer. So I needed to use a fax machine because I had job-related things that probably I9-related stuff that needed to be sent back to the, you know, to HR, to the recruiter, like right away, you know, you have, you have to do that by like the second or third day or something like that. And, uh, so the only, it was basically one of those things where the only option was a fax machine we had in the, in the copy center on our side of the the floor, there was indeed a fax machine, a facsimile machine. And I tried to use it and it was a piece of shit and it didn't work and it ate my thing and it didn't transmit the thing and blah, blah, blah. So I wandered around looking for a good fax machine, and then I, I did, in fact, find a good fax machine uh, out out in another area, out in the hall, out near the uh, the trading floor. And I said, "Oh, this is a this is a primo fax machine. I'm going to use this one." So I used. I had like a dozen pages that I had to send. So like, you know, it makes all the sounds, transmits the fax. I had a couple other things, so I came back and did it again. All of a sudden, uh, the woman who was sitting at the desk, who was one of the admins, there, there were two admins at this desk, uh, came back and said to me, like, you know, this is this is so-and-so's, uh, you know, private fax machine. This is, for, this is for his use only. He's the president of the entire company. And this isn't a fax machine just for anybody to use. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm... I didn't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. She said, that's okay. That's okay. But now you know. Just, you know, don't use the fax machine again. I said, okay, I won't. Uh, and, of course, then the next day I realized I had one more thing. <laughs> one more thing I needed to fax. So I ran over and <laughs> faxed like 10 more pages. <laughs> I waited for the coast to be clear. I faxed those pages and then I sprinted back to my desk. And then this same president, uh, Delisa, was getting in the elevator to go. I don't know if she was going to a meeting or if she was going to lunch or something, but she was on the elevator and, and, and the president of the bank w- was, was on the same floor. And, uh, and he came, came to get on the elevator and the, just as the doors were closing, <laughs> Delisa, he's, you know, hold the door. And she tried to, you know, she got all, you know, scrambled and tried to, tried to close the thing. And it, what happened was he, he put his hand in the door and she, the elevator door slammed right on <laughs> Slam right in his hand, and those doors, those elevator doors at this particular place were were vicious. They were vicious. They they could take an arm off. So like, and then every once in a while he would just he would just wander around the floor, and he would just come over, and he would he would go and stare out the window. He'd lean on a desk near ours. He wouldn't talk to anybody. He would just kind of come over, and then he would go back. Then he would go back to his office, and that was it. And you would never see him after that. And uh, and Delisa and I would just joke. We would say like, this is yeah. 
It's because I used the fax machine and you tried to kill him with the elevator and he's fucking on to us. He's here to he's here to end both of us. Oh my gosh. I've got to take a I've got to take a quick break. Sit tight. Ah, welcome back. Some new music here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. And what's special about this particular tune? Well, it was made by yours truly, of course. Using this very software that I'm recording on right now. The old, good old garage band. (laughs) Using the, you know, the loops. The preset loops that they give you. Just put it together, put some beats Lay down some beats. Oh yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Anyway, did this a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm gonna play you something in a sec. Actually, now that I think about it. Uh, so this uh, this kiddo of mine, both of them actually, they do these. Uh, they do these. Uh, it's this. It's this app called like Shmool, Shmooly this rap thing you know you can do like a 30 second little thing it's kind of fun to goof around with but i'll tell you my uh, my youngest does this too she hasn't let us listen to any of them so i don't i can't comment on them i'm sure they're great the oldest has like some legit i I don't know man Uh, so you know try to encourage uh, obviously anything that they have any interest in and, uh, and nurture these gifts of theirs and I, th- I think the oldest has some, like, legit gifts when it comes to, uh, you know, the rhyming, the ripping and the rapping, the rapping and ripping. Uh, so a couple Saturdays ago, she sat down and she was, you know, just kind of making some, making some songs. And I, sa- I said, hey, can I just, uh, can I just play around for a little bit? Sure, thanks. And so I, I whipped this baby together, which I call Dacho Grooves. Because uh, my oldest, Cam, calls me Dacho instead of Dad. And, uh, yeah, so I made uh, Dacho Grooves. And as a bonus, uh, at the end of the podcast, uh, I'm not going to do a prank call today. I'm going to play you I'm gonna play you this song, but with the uh, vocals that I improvised two Saturdays ago on a rainy Saturday as we sat around the house making these tunes. I mean, I'm not to brag, but I think this is pretty good. I think I did a pretty damn good job putting this thing together. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, crank that. Crank this music. This is good stuff. See, who needs licensed music? I can just make my own. Got an update that uh, Mr. J. Cook is working on some the new art that I have commissioned for the podcast. Excited for when that arrives. Oh yeah. Yeah, kick it. Kick it, baby. I think that's, you know. It has a good sound.
looking at some of my topics here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to talk about that stuff. I think I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon, but... What do you think? Email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com and let me know. Are you enjoying Dacho Grooves? <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me... Let me fade this out. So that's uh, that's a little bit of Dacho Grooves. I'm going to play the full song with vocals. That after I made this, I sat down uh, just as I'm sitting right now, and I did a little improv, a little, uh, did a little ripping and rapping, a little rapping and ripping, Cliffy, a little rapping and ripping. Oh man, I wonder what's happening at the dental office's mouth pleasures. I wonder what's happening at mouse pleasures right now. Anyway, so that was Dacho Grooves. Here is one that. Oh, here's one that Cam did. Now that part there, that was that was her own manual using the you know freestyle instruments instead of the the pre-recorded loops that they give you. Uh, I thought that was pretty impressive. Here we go. Oh yeah. I like this tune. So this is Cam's first track that she made on GarageBand. Really kicks into gear. Here we go. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, of course I'm biased. She's my kid, but I think that's fantastic. If it was shitty, I wouldn't play it on the Birthday Boy podcast. brings me to Cam's second track that she made. I think that's that's supposed to be the sound from the Frozen 2. Da-da. 
because they love making fun of that. We were out on a walk one time and there was some kid doing that. And the kids were laughing uncontrollably and then yelling back. What a terrible movie. So yeah, this is Cam. This is another one of Cam's tracks. I, th- I think that's really good, man. I don't care what you say. I think that's terrific. Here's Kalen's song. Oh my, okay. It's a loud one. Oh, but this is so Kalen. This is so her. I love it. Here we go. I love this part. Here we go. Crank it. She just she added like a million of these loops, and I I love the way it sounds. It's awesome. This song is is just so Kalen. So yeah, so those are some tunes that the kids made, but I want to play you one other thing. So I mentioned that uh, that Cam did these things on this Shmooley app, these rap things, and she's got a million of them, and Kaylin does too. I have uh, I've been allowed access to two of those songs, and only one of them I was allowed to share on Facebook, so that's the one I'm going to share here. The other one I'm going to wait and get her permission. But uh, this one is called Vibes. It's only a few seconds, but it's... I'm sorry, this is fucking... This is fucking good. Here we go, let's see. Here we go.
splitting ways, cause that's my reality. Vibes, vibes, what are these vibes? I feel like crying, but I can't feel nice. Vibes, vibes, these are my vibes. These are all emotion, but that's just my mind in motion. I said vibes. Um. Seriously? Like, seriously? I'm sorry, that's fucking awesome. That's fucking brilliant. Like, that kid has a talent. Yeah. I, I, ah. Every time I hear it, I'm just like... <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's, that's what's up. That's what that kid does. And we're not allowed to hear any of them except for those two. And only that one have I been allowed to share with anybody. And uh, I'm... <laughs> I don't know. This blows me blows me away every time. So yeah, so we've tried to get her sitting here on GarageBand to you know like hey make make your own tracks, make your own music. It's pretty easy to do. She's you know she's been doing that, and then you know and then look we've got the microphone here, got the cans, put those on, go to town. So and then uh, and then make make a ton of money, and you know just give me a you know two percent. For all the cool toys, you know, for the for the Nintendo Switches that I've purchased for myself that I've lost access to, like you know, just give me give me two percent of whatever you earn in perpetuity. Uh, yeah, I think it's amazing. Uh, I think that's one fucking gifted kid. Yeah, of course it's my kid, and yes, I'm biased, but also that's factual. She's gifted with that shit. Uh, so yeah, so we've been we've been trying to make some tunes, make some music, you know. Sit in the uh, in the little homes the home studio here. Lay down some tracks. Ah, <sighs> but on that note, oh, you know what? I, I do have one more thing before we leave. Uh, so yeah, Bork and Grau, they're done. They're gone. They're out. Uh, I think it's official as of a few days ago. I saw last weekend we saw Bork. He was gathering things, putting them in the Bork mobile. Uh, you know, Grau is definitely out of here, but it it really appears as though Bork. Uh, we were hoping that maybe Bork was sticking around, maybe a new roommate. You know, season three of the Bork show is now you know Bork and a new roommate instead of uh, instead of Grau. But uh, you know, to, to to pick up the ratings. But no, it appears as though they've they've can't the the Bork and Grau show has been canceled or at least moved to a different network because they're they're done. They're out of here. Uh, so. Yeah, we saw saw Bork and Grau moving the last of their things last weekend. I saw Grau here with a you know, trailer a couple days ago, Tuesday or Wednesday, and he was uh, I I didn't see him, but I saw the Grau mobile, and uh, yeah, the the Bork bird feeders are gone. No complaints from me on that one, but uh, yeah, looks looks like that's the end of them. Uh, and then we had some some people move in on Sunday in a different. Uh, in a different unit down the hall, and wow, this is this is gonna this could make for some interesting stories because it's a it's a dude and his uh, girlfriend wife I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we saw people moving in, a bunch of people helping move in on Sunday, and you know some guys had you know there were like baseball framed baseball photos being carried in. We're like okay, and you know 
not uh, not uh, not that uh, has to be uh, a dude, but we thought, well, that's probably a dude, and some you know some other dude things, you know, sports related things and whatnot, stuff that indicates there's a dude moving in. Uh, but then we saw people carrying out a giant stuffed teddy bear, and we said, hmm, giant stuffed teddy bear. This could, uh, I don't know. Uh, and so it turns out it's a guy and a girl. And who knows, maybe those are her framed baseball photos, and maybe that's his uh, giant stuffed teddy bear. It's not for me to to presume uh, either or, and, and certainly not to cast judgment uh, either way. Uh, but I can tell you, I, you know, I don't know anything about these two, but wow, the, uh, the RBF on this girl... Man, it just doesn't look like if they're not married. Uh, hopefully, that's not that's not where things will end up because uh, it looks, it just looks like a, a match made in uh, you know someplace bad. It's a match made in someplace bad, uh, not heaven. It's not a match made in heaven. It's a uh, it's the match made in hell. Um, you see somebody moving a giant stuffed teddy bear. And you think, oh, certainly, surely they have kids, because what adult has a giant stuffed teddy bear? Well, this adult, this adult female has a giant stuffed teddy bear. And, uh, you know, these these places aren't big. I don't know where this stuffed teddy bear is going, but I'm assuming it's probably in the bed with her. And he's probably sleeping on a floor with the dogs. Or the, I think they have one dog, or he's sleeping on a you know on a bench at the foot of the bed or something like that. Uh, but anytime I've seen the two of them, I mean, she's walking with a purpose. No matter what, when she was when she was moving shit in, she was walking with a purpose. She means business. Uh, anytime I've seen the two of them like walk out to the car to go somewhere, she is she's just man. There's no no cracking a smile with her. She is all business all the time. Uh, you know, she, he just he sits in the car. She drives. And uh, she's, you know, she's she's the boss. There's no question about that. And I saw them walking the other night. She was walking the dog. And, uh, yeah, she had that RBF, that resting bitch face. Uh, there's no resting, though. She's nonstop. It's just, I think we just call it, I think that's just called bitch face. <laughs> and uh, so she's walking the dog. I see her as I'm finishing up work. I look out the window and I see her. She's walking the dog, and she's, yeah, she's walking with a purpose. She's just, she looks angry. She looks angry all the time. She's mean. She looks mean, anyway. And then a few seconds later, I see him, and he's just kind of, his head's hanging, and he's, you know, she's got this pace. Her, you know, chest is pumped, you know, chest is puffed out, and she's, you know, walking straight, walking with a purpose. Nobody's going to get in my way. I got shit to do. Get the fucking dog walked, and let's get on. And he's just dragging ass. He's just dragging his feet, just kind of slouchy. Like I th- it just looks like it. Look, anytime I see them, it looks like she has just punched him repeatedly in the face, and you know, or hit him with a newspaper. <laughs> it looks like I know they're walking a dog, but it looks like she's walking him. It looks like she just hit him in the nose with a newspaper and said, "Bad, bad boy, bad, no, no." And that's that's what it looks like every time I see them. Like she has just. She has just let him have it, and he has just taken it, and he's just a defeated man. That's what it looks like when I see them. So that should be interesting to keep to keep watching them. Princess PJ's still doing her thing. I don't know, uh, whatever. Who cares? There's no Bork. There's no Growl. It still makes me sad. Uh, I'm gonna miss those guys. I never said a word to either of them, and I liked I liked it that way. 
uh, never once. Didn't even like smile or nothing. I, th- I think maybe on once I, I, I thanked one of them for holding the door or vice versa, you know, something like that. I think that's about it. Uh, and that's good. That's good enough. That's good enough for me. Uh, so rest in peace, Bork. Rest in peace, Growl. I shall miss your silence. And uh, so now we've got, uh, you know, we've got uh, the giant. We got, we got, we got bitch, <laughs> bitch face and puppy dog. <laughs> RBF and the pup. And who knows? Who knows what hijinks they'll get into in the next year. All right. Oh well. <laughs> That's the music that means it's time to go. And, and not a moment too soon. It's it's enough. I've done enough talking. I have other topics, but I, who cares? Who cares right now? We've I think we've said enough, haven't we? Uh, stick around at the end. I'm not going to do a cliffy call today. I'm going to play my Dacho grooves with the vocals, which uh, could make your ears bleed. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's freestyle. It's just a one long freestyle by yours truly. So, you know, give me some credit. Uh, but clearly you will, you will hear that, that Cam, uh, got her talent, not from me when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the freestyle stuff. However, this is the end of the show. It's the birthday boy podcast on birthday boy radio. So uh, that's, uh, that's a little freestyle too. So, uh, you know, the acorn doesn't fall too far from the tree. All right. I'm out of here. I'm going to go. I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm tired now. The notion of like getting in the car and going anywhere is—I'm I'm so over that. I'm gonna—I want to go play The Last of Us too. I started that last weekend. Oh boy! Ooh, some stuff happens real early on. <laughs> oh baby! Ha! Ah, anyway, uh, that's it. I'm done. Email birthdayboypodcasts at gmail.com, and maybe I'll respond. Maybe you'll have the email read on the show. Who knows what will happen, but we'll have some fun on the next birthday boy podcast show. <sighs> All right. Uh, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. iTunes, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all that shit. Facebook, go on to the Birthday Boy podcast Facebook page and follow and like and all that fun stuff. Uh, do not forget, positivity is for jerks. But uh, kindness, that's what really matters. Kindness matters. So don't be a dick. Okay, I think that's enough. It's too hot to go outside. So I think that'll end this show and do another show when I have the time. But in the meantime, I just want to say later, gators. (laughs) Jesus, that's stupid. Yeah. DJ Daddy Dacho. This is my new tune. Drop the beat. Oh yeah. Rippin' and rappin', rappin' and rippin'. Here we go. 
Cameron is here, and so is Kalen, making some music. I am Balin, because this rap is not very good, but that's okay, because that's what Cam here for. Kaylin is with Jimmy, and she's standing here in her jammies, and I gotta go, because I don't know how to do mo of these rap things, yeah. Because I am the greatest statue in the world, yeah. This is statue. What a tune. He's singing with those golden pipes. Yeah, Daddy, that's the name. Being a cool dude, that's the game. Sitting at the computer making some tunes. Cam's under the bed and she probably likes this tune. It's quite good. Wait till she hears it with all the music that I put in to these tracks. Yeah, it's good. I like my shorts and I like my shirts. That's the name. That's my game. Daddy is the man and I am sane. And I like to rap and I like to rhyme. And the kids are happy. I do it all the time. This is the song I sing, and you like to hear me bring all the ruckus and the noise, having lots of fun with my toys. Yeah. Cam's pretty impressed. Just another daddy freestyle. Ah, yeah. Because I am the best. Let's keep the song going. Oh, daddy, he's one cool dude. He made pancakes for the food. Actually, mommy made pancakes. Daddy put them in the microwave. But that's a pretty good contribution. Heating pancakes in the microwave. Yeah, it's not bad. It's better than nothing. But it's about all I'm good for in the kitchen. I can't make food. But I can use a microwave I can pour the cereal I can make toast in the toaster too Yeah, and heat up a Pop-Tart Make some bagels Open some Cheetos that's my skill set and some other things, but not too many things, mostly video games, and I'm pretty good at the video games. Making songs is obviously one of my skills, and those video games a few minor things in the kitchen too 
think that's about it. I think I'm done with this song, but it looks like there's a few more parts of the song. That's what I can do. I also know how to mow the lawn. Luckily, I haven't had to do that for a while because it's not one of my favorite things not one of my favorite things mowing the lawn not that great but I can open a jar I can unwrap taffy, yeah, but no one likes the taffy I buy. What's wrong with black licorice? No one seems to like that kind, but that's okay. More for me, less for you. More for me, I love taffy. Yeah, just a Saturday afternoon, making cool beats, spitting dope rhymes. Oh, yeah, DJ Dacho. Coming at you. See ya.